The scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary, Mary stood outside weeping. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told him that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Will you pray with me? God of all peoples, breathe your Holy Spirit on us that we may be filled with the joy of the risen Christ. Teach us how to speak his words of peace so that we can be your disciples in this broken and troubled world. Amen. I'm not sure how to tell you this, but I've been dreading this morning a little bit. I've been dreading Easter Sunday this year. You see, my vision of an Easter Sunday morning includes a, a sunrise service somewhere outside, followed by a wonderful breakfast cooked by, cooked by our men's group. This is the day, this Sunday, when we should be struggling to get all the cars parked, pulling out extra chairs, scrambling to print extra bulletins. Amen. But not today. Not today. I was awake after the sun had already risen. There was no smell of bacon and pancakes as I drove up to the church. The parking lot has a grand total of five cars in it. We didn't even print a bulletin. 
The seats are empty. My vision of what Easter Sunday is like, my vision is a bit shattered this morning. I walked into this worship center knowing, knowing I would find it empty. And yet this little piece of me, this tiny part of me, thought maybe, just maybe, everyone would be here. I think this part of, uh, there, I think part of that was because my mind just can't conceive of an empty room on Easter morning. I can't imagine preaching to an empty room on Easter Sunday. I imagine that was a bit of how Mary felt that first Easter morning, arriving and finding an empty tomb, confused, scared, and a bit angry. You know, each gospel tells this part of the story a little differently. The details of Jesus' res resurrection are just ever so slightly changed, according to each gospel writer. In Matthew, as Crystal shared with the children, two Marys went to the tomb early one morning to finish the painful task of embalming the body of the one they loved. In Mark, the two Marys brought along a woman named Salome with them. In Luke, the women are not identified by name, but still it was the women who first learned of the good news of Easter, who first discovered an empty tomb. In John's Gospel that we read today, Mary went to the tomb all alone. Perhaps she went there to lovingly care for the body of Jesus, but I don't think so. Maybe that was her cover story. I think she went to there, there to grieve. And some of us prefer to grieve surrounded by our loved ones. There's both comfort and strength in numbers for some. But there are others of us who prefer to cry alone. We don't want company. And that's how I picture Mary on this Easter morning. She needed peace. She wanted time to mourn, to wonder what might have been. By now, I imagine we've all probably had more than our fair share of alone time, or more than our fair share of being quarantined with the same limited number of people. But I think we can still get what drove Mary to do what she did. She needed some time outside, away from others. When Jesus was buried on Friday, a huge stone was placed between him and the people he loved. When Mary left her home that first Easter morning, she knew she wouldn't be able to see or touch him. She expected to walk up to a stone that was way too large and heavy for her to move on her own. She expected to touch that huge, cold stone that separated her from her beloved teacher. She expected to have a good, hard cry. But what a shock! If Mary had wanted to prepare the body, Mary would not have been able to move that stone by herself. Someone else would have had to do it for her, and someone did. The stone was rolled away, the tomb was empty, her tears dried in shocked astonishment to find that empty tomb. She quickly returned to the other disciples and Peter and John to come and get them to see for themselves. Throughout Lent, we have placed at the foot of the cross here stones representing all the things that prevented us from being close to God. We've put stones representing our pride, our dishonesty, 
Stones for fractured marriages, addiction, gossip, prejudice, or bigotry. And though those stones were small, everything that they represented was huge. Everything was a barrier between us and God. So we laid them there hoping someone else would remove them. And let me share the great good news that someone has. I know it's hard these days to feel like good news exists. Our news cycles feel much more closely linked to death, to illness, to danger than they do to good news. It's important though to stay connected to what's happening. I think that's important, but it's equally important to give your mind and more importantly your spirit a break from all that. To turn off the news or at least to look for the good news of what's happening out there. It's difficult to find it sometimes, but if you look, if you look really hard, you can find these stories that change your perspective. These stories that convince us that God is present and moving with us at this strange time. John Krasinski is an actor from a TV show called The Office. And John, bored, stuck at home like all of us, exhausted by the depressing and frightening nature of the news, John decided to produce his own news show called Some Good News, SGN for short. John wanted to show that we, we all turn on the news these days expecting, expecting to hear the bad stuff, but we can also expect the good stuff too. He has two episodes so far and I highly recommend them. They've made me laugh, They've made me cry. All the emotions were there. John shared stories of communities applauding and cheering when a nurse returned home after her shift at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Stories about teachers who formed a car parade and drove through the streets of their town, honking and cheering on students and parents who are trying to homeschool. John got really specific, too. He showed pictures like this one of the man who made up the sign and went to the ER and through the plate glass window thanked the team for saving the life of his wife. He told another story of a teacher who wanted to help a student who was struggling with her math homework, so the teacher got a portable whiteboard and sat outside of her door and taught her what she needed to know. But my favorite, my very favorite story that John shared was about a man whose wife of 45 years is in a memory care unit. He can't go inside and see her, so he goes to her window and sings with her every day. He goes and sings every day because he's so scared she'll forget him. Take a look at this video. When we, you know this verse, when we. 
Friends, that is amazing grace. That is the good news of Easter, that we are invited to seek out, to bask in, and to share with others amid all that is going on in our world. There is good news that we can carry with us that strengthen, strengthens us and gives us a reason to get out of bed every morning. Now, every pastor knows and expects that there are some people listening to an Easter sermon who maybe haven't been in church for a while, or maybe this is even your very first experience with church, with a sermon. You may be thinking, surely this good news that she's talking about is not meant for the likes of me. I don't go to church. I drink too much. I swear too much. I get angry too often. I have relationships where I've not been trustworthy or faithful. Well, guess what? You're in good company. If we only allowed perfect people to attend church, I would walk in to discover an empty room every Sunday, not just this Sunday. In fact, I probably wouldn't be allowed in myself. In truth, let me tell you, you're no different than the rest of us. This stone that we've talked about that's been rolled away, it's been rolled away for you too. You may think you've done the unforgivable, that God couldn't possibly accept you the way you are, but I'm here to tell you that our God is way too big for that. Our Savior loves you. Yes, even you. Mary didn't know what to think when she first discovered the stone rolled away from the empty tomb. Was it good news? Was something wrong? When I drove here today and saw the empty worship center and struggled to find the good news in an empty room, here's where I landed. My good news this Easter is that if y'all can't be here with me, I know that you're out there sharing good news with others from at least six feet apart. Now that's amazing grace. And as you go out and share this good news with others, before the Easter glow wears off, before the flowers fade, before the sound of our strong voices singing hallelujahs and shouting, Christ is risen, have dimmed, before the day we celebrate resurrection ends, I want to remind you of something, something you already know, but it's always good to be reminded. I want you to know that this good news of Jesus' resurrection is not a temporary thing. The flowers may fade, the songs may dim, but this is good news for today, for Tuesday, for next Saturday. It is good news when people let us down, when someone we love dies, and when life just overwhelms us. This good news is there for us each and every day of our lives. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ be with you all. We're entering our time of offering this morning. If this worship service has given you something, anything, that is a glimmer of hope, we pray you might consider giving something to us in return. You can make a do donation through our website, beautaumc.org and going to the giving page where there are instructions on how to give electronically or through text. We do also accept checks by mail. Please know that as our church has experienced change, we are grappling with all of that change as we figure out how to be a church outside of these walls.
One thing that has not changed is that the bills still keep rolling in. So I know times are uncertain, but we ask if you can keep up your faithful donations, that would be helpful to us. The world needs to know the good news of Jesus Christ more than ever right now. Most of all, as we pray for our, our offering this morning, I invite you to pray for all the ways you are and will be the church. Pray especially for the gift of your virtual presence here with us this day. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we thank you. We thank you for showing us that empty tombs and empty rooms both are good news. As we continue to love and serve one another through our social distancing, help us use all we have and all we are in this offering to share your good news with others.